0: Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Monday, March the 13th, 2017. I hope this finds you well. A nor'easter closing down the East Coast. Blizzards in the Midwest and a balmy 90 to 95 degrees with blowing sunshine all over the great state of Arizona. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at www.allamericangold.com. All kinds of news and articles and videos to keep you comfortably disturbed out there. You can follow us with our podcast out there. You can follow us on Twitter. You can now like us and follow us on Facebook. I've been telling you all, all the last couple of weeks, we're going to start using Facebook quite a bit. And our very first contest starts right now. You First, you need to like us on Facebook. There are a couple of different Patriot trading groups. We're trying to consolidate it all into one. So if you haven't done it yet, Or, if you think you like this and you go out there and you don't see the contest, then you've liked the wrong page. So what we've done, right at our website, right below the spot prices of gold and silver, platinum and palladium, rhodium's up there as well. You'll see the little Facebook icon, and then follow that one. You just click on it, it takes you through. We're having our first contest. This is a silver contest. I want all of you to guess what the price of silver is going to be at the close, Friday's close, Friday's silver close, and I'll be very exact, the close of electronic trading. Which will be the price that you'll see on the website all weekend long. That'll not the New York close, but the close of electronic trading. You can enter that price starting today, all the way up until Wednesday morning. So right before Janet Yellen goes out and tells us about rate hikes, you need to have your entry submitted. The winner of the contest is going to get a free Eisenhower-proof dollar. And I'm holding it in my... Wendy's got it in her hand.
1: It's very
0: pretty. It comes with a box and a a big case and and the whole shebang. And all you need to do to win...
1: Guess the price. Guess the price. That's it. Now, are they going to guess the price online?
0: Online, through Facebook.
1: Through Facebook. Yep,
0: put it right up there.
1: And then Wednesday, you're going to... And see. right
0: and then on monday i'll i'll announce the winner right. and then we'll get in contact with you and you can give us your shipping address or if you're local and you want to swing by and pick it up right you can do so but the first thing you got to do is like us follow us i don't even know there's likes follows i'm not sure like but whatever it is
1: follow the page we're trying to get it up there we're, we're gonna
0: and we're gonna do a lot of stuff on facebook so uh, my wife is saying that she's going to put photos and everything so you can...
1: No, not a bus.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, bus. maybe not you, because it needs to be pretty people. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You, 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 you got to talk mic. into the mic. You
1: have a face for radio.
0: I really do. I got a face, a body, everything. I'm perfectly designed for, for radio. radio. Really, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, and, of course, where am I? make sure you do that we're pretty excited about it i know things are have taken longer than we want but we're getting there slowly but surely wendy and i (laughs) wendy and i worked so hard on this today to figure out how to do it and uh i i think we did it so kudos to both of us and, and wendy thank you for your help she's the one that took the picture uh and then i was able to figure out how to get it up you know, you really can't talk about anything other than what the federal is Federal Reserve is going to do as far as rate hikes go on Wednesday. And you think of all the economic data, and it really is—it's an incredible time right now because nothing really makes sense. If you drive around this town, and I say drive, especially along the freeways, they're building stuff. They are. I mean. I've never seen so many apartment complexes going up in my lifetime I drove past on the 101 they're building a car auto mall for lack of, I don't know what else to call it it looks like it can hold a dozen maybe maybe more car dealerships I mean it's like a whole city block plus right as the right at the point where nobody's buying any cars uh, but yet, there it is. Uh, you, you look at the jobs report last week, and everything is gangbusters, right? Almost 300,000 jobs created, so they say. Yet, retail sales are down. And right? another retailer, I, po- I tweeted it out this morning, another retailer bites the dust. I mean, it just never seems that every week now... It's what retailers going to file bankruptcy, what retailers are going to close doors? Uh, by the way, uh, I think I said this Friday, Radio Shack looks like they may be done, but they're closing at least 200 stores. They may be done completely. Uh, Sears today hinted even more closings coming for that retailer, and we'll try to keep you up to, up to speed on that. Restaurant sales. Down and pretty significantly down. It's not like it was down like one percent. You're talking about five and six percent lower from this time a year ago. And you think about if all these jobs are happening, why is retail spending down? Why are restaurant sales down? And really, the ultimately at the end of the day, it's because people don't have any money. We're going to talk about that next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that up. Double J and all of you, Patriot Radio News Hour Can't thank all of you enough for what you do for us. Uh, not only us, but the stations that we're on. Uh, obviously, the people that we employ when you do business with us. That is how we get this thing and keep this thing going. 21 years in counting. Uh, really a testament to all of you out there. And we're waiting anxiously for Wednesday. It seems like a foregone conclusion now that Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve are going to be raising rates. And it it may be the biggest conundrum I have seen. You know, you think about what what's occurred in the first too much we're in the the what the last couple of weeks here of the first quarter of 2017 and we see that even by the the federal reserve's own research gdp is falling but yet jobs are growing seasonally adjusted restaurants should have done well in february The economy created 235,000 jobs, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The big gain was ascribed to the weather. Apparently it was a really warm February. It wasn't warm here, it rained most of February. Uh, Definitely warmed up here in March, great weather for spring training. They say it was the warmest February in 100 years. They said weather-sensitive industries, such as construction, went on a hiring binge. I wonder if they, with that Nor'easter, does that mean they're unhired now? I don't know. Uh, the exuberance should have led to activity at restaurants. I mean, that's logical. I mean, if you're out there and you got a job and you really didn't have a job before that, right, you got to eat compared to Februarys when people stayed home because of p- polar vortexes I forgot <laughs> I forgot all about those it is amazing you know weather is weather and they create all of these oh it was too warm or it wasn't wasn't hot enough or it was too cold or it wasn't cold enough they said that We would have expected restaurant sales to be booming. Instead, same-store restaurant sales in February dropped 3.7%. Foot traffic, then this is how many people actually came in. So you can see the inflation in this number was down 5%. So you think, hey, foot traffic's down 5%, sales are down 5%. No, foot traffic's down 5%, sales down 3.7%. From a year ago, according to the restaurant industry, the report comes from after a January report, which also had similar results where sales were flat. Same-source sales growth in January was zero. And now you look at same-source sales in February down 3.7. So things are starting to get a little worse, not a little better. Over the last three months, same-source sales are down 2.7%. Foot traffic is down 4.7%. That's the restaurant. We know about the retailers, right? Every, you know, like I said today, no exception, as more retailers are shutting their doors. But here's the interesting thing about this 235,000, which I don't know. I mean, are we creating these jobs? I don't know. They say we are. Right? Then they seasonally adjust them. They don't use real numbers, so it's really hard to tell. Like I said, if you drive around the freeways in this town, it looks like they are. But how about this one? Employers only boosted hiring in 13 states in January. In January, there's another 200-plus thousand jobs created. The Labor Department now, so you have the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that gives us these seasonally adjusted job creation numbers, right? But then the Labor Department comes by and, tell, and gives you a state-by-state state snapshot. Here's what they said. They said Alaska was the only state to show a significant decline in jobs. Well, 13 states showed an improvement in jobs. The other 36 states really showed nothing. In other words, they weren't significantly falling and they weren't significantly gaining. Nationwide, hiring picked up as employers added 238. Right, and then February was 235. They say a clear improvement. Here's who they said led the way. Ready for this? New Hampshire. That booming state. (laughs) When we think about great economic growth, we think about New Hampshire. New Hampshire led the way with the 1% increase. That was the winner. 1% increase. Followed by Idaho and Maine. Again not really what you think of when it comes to great economic growth. They said the unemployment rate fell in five states. Well, the other 45 states said it was mostly stable. They said the rates in Arkansas and Oregon fell to the lowest record uh, levels since 1976, by the way. So I'm, I'm going to guess Those were two of the five states. Again, when you think great economic growth, we think Arkansas and Oregon. So, I mean, it's confusing. And you really aren't sure what is really happening. You know, and as I told everybody, as you drive around the freeways and you think about how much building's going on, you know, I haven't been to Denver in a while. By the way, I'll be in Denver it looks like in May. More to come on that later. But Denver allegedly is doing well. And Phoenix here, they're building, like I said, apartment complexes like crazy. And I think I understand why now. Phoenix residents as a collective have bad credit. This is out of uh, the Arizona Republic. This was the uh, over the weekend. As a collective, have bad credit. Matter of fact, some of the worst credit in the United States is right here. And I think about all the all the growth and right. They throw up houses. Well, now they throw up a car- apartment complexes all over the place. And you would think this would be a place where people had great credit. And a report released last Tuesday, Phoenix ranked in the 14th percentile for credit among cities with a population of at least 300,000. Conversely, by the way, Sun City West, apparently that's where all the good credit resides. That's the retirees. If you're ever out here, Uh, the Sun City area is where all the people go to retire. They're in the 99th percentile. In other words, superior credit from Sun City West, by the way. The average American has a credit score of 669. In Phoenix, about 28% of of residents had excellent credit and about an equal number had bad credit, the median income in the city, $29,643. Why are retail sales down? Why are restaurant sales down? That's it. I mean, is a big place. And every day, it appears to get bigger. The median income $29,000. $29,000. By the way, the average debt per person 23762 bucks. Does that include the kids? So essentially we're in debt just as much as we make. And it is fascinating when you look at all of these numbers. And it depends on what numbers I guess you want to look at. Because depending on what number you want to look at, I guess depends on what you feel about the state of the economy. If you look at the jobs number, it looks good. If you look at GDP, not so much. If you look at, I guess, Amazon sales, good. If you look at retail sales, not very good at all. Matter of fact. Probably the worst they've been, maybe ever, and that includes the crash. More stores are closing now than they did back then. It's incredible, right? Jobs, right? As all looks good, wages don't. And it's really one of those things that's hard, hard to define in the USA today. They had a big article. You know, we're talking about home sales, right? And the home sales have kind of gone the way of car sales, right? They kind of peaked. We're starting to see defaults again, especially in, in car sales. And then the USA Today, and remember, home sales, they're not great, but I guess they, they're, they're not as bad as they were during the crash. Riskier borrowers are making up a growing share of new mortgages, pushing up delinquencies and raising concerns about the eventual spike in defaults that could slow or derail the housing recovery. You know what's going to derail it more than that is rising rates. The trend is centered around home loans guaranteed by the Federal Housing Administration, or the FHA. See, these banks, they're not dumb. They're like, we're not gonna take any risk. We're gonna take all the risk and put it on the hands of the taxpayer. They said that the Housing Administration typically requires down payments of just 3 to 5% and often snapped up by first-time buyers, FHA-backed loans are increasingly being offered with more lenient credit standards than would be typically associated with the banks. Here's what they're saying now. They say that 22% of all FHA loans are now done by the FHA. You know what it was in 07? Five, five percent. And so what kind of housing market do we really have? If the banks can't pawn it off on the government, they're just not that interested. We have a situation where home prices are high relative to the average hourly earning. right? Another one that doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. I don't know. It's a tough one to figure out. We live in interesting times. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly.
1: The televised presidential debates finally tackled the topic of making English our official language. Fortunately, all the candidates think this is a good idea, which it is. Diversity may be the most politically correct expression today, but the original American motto, e pluribus unum, which means, out of many, one, is still on our seal and on much of our currency. We hope that immigration will lead our country to a melting pot with foreigners obeying U.S. laws and assimilating into American culture so we can use the metaphor of a melting pot rather than a salad bowl to describe our growing population. The one best formula to achieve that goal is use of the English language. It is absolutely essential for the unity and cohesion we seek and it's just as essential for immigrants to hope to achieve the American dream. For generations, the successful method of maintaining an English-speaking population was that immigrant children would go into the public schools where only English was spoken, and they would learn fast and easy, then go home and teach English to their parents. It was a splendid system, because it's so much easier to teach children to learn another language than adults. But that system isn't working anymore. One out of every five children enrolled in U.S. public schools speaks a language other than English, and Big Brother government, who always thinks he knows best, made the decision to hire new teachers to teach kids in their native languages. The problem is getting worse, not better. Predictions are that by 2030, we will be teaching 40% of elementary and secondary school students English as a second language. And the most shocking part is that many of them were born in the United States, which means they live in homes and neighborhoods where little or no English is spoken. It is so important that English be recognized in schools and in law as our official national language.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Want to join the spirited debate over issues you care about? At pseagles.com, conservative strategists are blogging about education, radical feminism, climate change, national security, parental rights, and other issues you care about. Stay informed and add your own comments at pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. And as we sit here and we watch all of this unfold. And I know it's confusing times. Because on the one hand, right, you have certain things that really are, they're better. Right? Jobs appear to be better. The Federal Reserve is going to be raising rates. Of course, most of that, though, unfortunately for all of us, is due to inflation. Right? And you see it in the restaurant sales. right? Traffic's down 5%, but sales are only down 3.7% because we're raising prices. How about this article? This one should really, I think, drive my point home of why gold and silver is going to be a great place to be. The CEO of Assurant, probably, well, most of you have probably never heard of this company, but they are very, very vital. And they also have probably one of the best pulse of what's going on with the U.S. consumer. He appeared on Bloomberg Television to explain why demand for his services is likely to increase. He's the chief executive of the mobile phone insurer. Okay, right? Now think about this. Everybody today has a phone, right? Almost, almost every kid in America by the time they're what, 12 to 13 years old, 14, has one. adult has one, and I say every, obviously not everyone, but the vast majority of them do, they expect a surge in demand, as carriers charge customers to replace their devices, right, see now you just don't get, remember every couple of years, as long as you sign the contract. Right, you got a free phone. You got a free upgrade, right? And all of us did it. Come on, we all did it, okay? Like at my house, I got upgrades that I never got, right? Because my upgrades got used on my kids. You know, they had to have the the latest and the greatest, and and like all parents today, and we're dumb and we're idiots, and we give our kids what they want. Right, you use that upgrade, and they get the latest phone, and you would be stuck with the phone you had. I had a flip phone forever. Matter of fact, I still have it, but one day it just stopped working. Now, you can't do that anymore. You actually have to pay for the phone. If you think back five years ago, he said, as a consumer, You didn't know how much the phone cost. You thought it was free, or close to free. Now you're paying $600, and that's a lot. So we've actually seen the attachment rate, or the number of people buying our product going up because of this, and that's Yes, I'll take the insurance, because most people are what? Making payments, monthly payments, That if they lose or break their phone, they don't want to be out. The reality is, and this was on Bloomberg television, half of Americans can't afford to write a $500 check. In other words, there are millions of of Americans who don't have $500 in the bank, but are willing to dish out more than that on a cell phone. (laughs) We are the masters. And you really think about like retail sales. Nobody spends more beyond their means than Americans nobody I mean we got the market covered. They said they're more than willing to make monthly payments and pay way more than the 600 bucks which they clearly couldn't afford in the first place but the great part is they also want the insurance that goes along with it. So you think about what he said. Americans are broke. A cell phone cost $600 and there's no inflation. $600 and yet more than half and really the number to be clear 58% of Americans don't have $500. And yet a cell phone cost $600. Right? And you start thinking about, really, now people have to rent their phones. We have to rent cars. We can't afford a car. you got to lease it. Why do you lease it? Because I can't really afford to buy it. And when they lease it, they let me lease it for $249 a month. Where if I bought it, my car payment would be like $700 because I got bad credit. You know, you think about Eric was on the show Friday. It was going to be his 40th high school reunion. And he was talking about the prices of vehicles. And how today, a, a suburban used to be what two homes cost 40 years ago. Of course, a home today... You know, three hundred thousand dollars get you like the starter home uh, here here in in Arizona, and you gotta and you gotta live way out to get that. And you start thinking about now we're gonna raise rates. What 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 effect is that going to have? You know, and we're stuck in this horrible debt cycle where we've got too much of it. You look at uh, the Arizona Republic this weekend. Phoenix has one of the worst credit per capita of any big city in the entire country, and the median income is only twenty nine thousand dollars. And you start thinking about how is all this really supposed to work? How are we supposed to go out and buy the car, and buy the home, and buy buy the iPhone? if we don't have any money. How about this one? Do you see General Motors now has an inventory problem? The company said that they now have 87 days, I'm sorry, 108 days worth of supply. Typically they have 60 to 70 days. Eh, No problem. Everything's great. Raising, rising rates is going to help that as well. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't forget, like us on Facebook and guess the price that silver is going to be at the close of business this Friday. And you win, the winner will receive a free eisenhower proof dollar and that comes with its case and box it's a brown box with a gold seal and the hard plastic cake uh, case with the eisenhower proof dollar inside of it and all you need to do is follow us or like us on facebook and then put your guests in you have until wednesday morning and then uh like I said, at the close of electronic trade on Friday, that's the, cl- the closing price we are going to use. And then on Monday, I'll announce the winner. That simple. Uh, Patriot Trading Group. And there are, I'll just say this now, if you go to Facebook and you, you Google Patriot Trading Group or search for Patriot Trading Group, there's a couple of them. And you got to make sure you 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 like the right one. The one with the most likes right now is not the right one. That is one that Eric had said, <laughs> and Eric didn't even set it up, but one of uh, his daughter's friends had set it up years and years ago. This is how ahead of his, his time he truly was. He knew we were going to use it at some point. What he didn't know... <laughs> He'd have to hang on to the password for that long. Uh, That's the part that did not happen. Uh, So nonetheless, we have added the right one right to our website. So if you go out to allamericangold.com, right below where all the spot prices are, you'll see the Facebook link uh, and like us that way. That's probably the easiest way to do it. And eventually, it'll get to the point. We'll hopefully get to the point where there's thousands and thousands of likes, and then you'll know which one to follow. But for right now, uh, that's the best way to do it. And then you can enter to win simply by thinking where is silver going to be. A uh, quick look here at the marks. By the way, gold's up four at twelve hundred and five. Silver's up about ten cents. Uh, right, right at seventeen dollars, sixteen dollars and ninety eight cents as uh, the Dow is down about 34 points as we continue to wait uh, on the Federal Reserve to see what they're going to do about rates. Did you see about Caterpillar? Did you see that? I must have missed it, but apparently their offices got raided by the IRS, and they said that the IRS is challenging Caterpillar's tax returns from fiscal two thousand and seven through two thousand and twelve, saying that Caterpillar manipulated its earnings in order to or its its tax obligations in order to improve its earnings. Of course Caterpillar stock, I, I would say at least early on, was probably you know probably wasn't very good, but they disagree Caterpillar says they disagree with the IRS's position. And they said that Caterpillar has been challenged for some time by federal agencies in regard to its accounting practices. And last week, the company said the raids may have been uh, related to a Swiss business unit. Caterpillar says it is taking the matter very seriously, and we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, this is really part of the problem. You know, they were supposed to confirm and and comply with what they called these new generally accepted accounting principles. Remember those? Right? Because after the dot-com crash, everybody got wiped out. And I know this firsthand because my brother got wiped out. The other reason why I didn't get wiped out is Sarah and I got married, we had Joey, and we decided we wanted to buy a house, and that's how we came up with our down payment. And and I sit there and I think about why they put that in. Because they wanted uniformity in earnings, right? So people could understand whether or not these companies they were investing in were really a good way, or were they just using what? Uh, creative accounting to make things appear better than what they were. And so they adopted these generally accepted accounting principles that everybody was supposed to adhere to. As soon as the crash came, everybody stopped doing it. And when I mean everybody, I mean everybody. Something like 489 of the 500 S&P 500 companies do not use that number. In other words, outside of 11 companies in the S&P 500, all the rest of them are using creative accounting to try to make the numbers appear better than what they are. And really, you think about it, Goldman Sachs, I tweeted this out today. Goldman Sachs did a really great bid. They, they're they saying, hey, we still love stocks. Don't get us wrong, we love them. But we're a little leery right now. But they said since 2012, the average price, the, the P.E. ratio, that you pay for a stock has gone from 10 to 18. And they said at the same time, the stocks have gone up during you know, where he's sitting here just under 21,000. And they said essentially the only thing that's changed in the in how we buy stocks is the P-E ratio. In other words, the whole rally is you're paying more for less. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment when we return. Final segment on a Monday, Patriot Radio News Hour. Today we have uh, just, if I could speak here, it's Monday, it's hard day. Last last bid here. Uh, We were on the phone with our bullion bank this morning. And they have 50 saints available at $1,270 this morning. You Think about, you know, gold's $1,205, $65 over. It's just incredible what you're able to do today uh, versus what you could do in the gold market over the last 20 years. I mean, premiums have never been this low, ever. Well, I don't know about ever, ever since we've been in business. And there's 50 of them available at 800 If you're looking for other ways into the market, we do IRAs. Right? If you want to start diverting some of that retirement into a precious metals IRA, uh, we can help you do that. Uh, it's really a simple process, a trustee-to-trustee transaction. You can do it penalty-free. Uh, really, it's just uh, being able to, to do some paperwork. It's even—it's really not that complicated. Uh, the fees are fantastic compared to what you're normally paying uh, in the paper market, uh, really unprecedented how inexpensive the fees are in a precious metals IRA uh, or the metals plan. Don't forget about our metals plan, right, where you can do as little as $100 a month and get four physical deliveries a year. I mean, we've got options. Whatever your situation may be, uh, we've got options for you. If you want to learn more about the metals program, uh, just go out to our website and click on the uh, medals program icon and and you can read all about that as well. March is the end of the quarter, uh, so we'll be delivering again in uh, the first week of April. Uh, if you want more information on any of those or you want to place an order with us, call us at 800-951-0592. Uh, there are, we're, we're Winding down, the Bullion Bank let us know today, backdate Silver Eagles. There's still some cases left. And really, when you think about it, at $3 over spot, just a a fantastic way to get into the silver markets. I mean, right now, uh, they'll run you $10,000 delivered for a backdate case of U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, which, you know, you're saving, really, you think about it, you're saving $500 a case. Uh, just incredible opportunities all over, whether it's the gold market, the silver market. There are junk bags available, and we know how hard that has been. So you think about the hardest products to get in the last year. Saints. Remember, we went, what, months without it. St. Gaudens, available. Junk bags, half dollars, quarters, dimes, they're available. Then you think about backdate Silver Eagles, uh, and you're saving 500 bucks a case. There's just all kinds of great opportunities. And this is the best time to buy, right? You want to buy when it's low? right? When everybody else is buying something else, this is the time you really want to get in. 800 nine two. The limousines will be pulling into the Fed building tomorrow and their answers will come Wednesday. Don't forget about the silver contest. Hit us up on Facebook. Everybody take care. God bless. Have a great day.